I'm Chanel Scott, the queen of relationship talk. I'm Josh Powell, two-time NBA champion. I've journeyed from trauma to healing. From the NBA to family, I've learned what really matters. We've come together to unlock the secrets of successful relationships. One conversation at a time. One conversation at a time. Welcome to Relationships Matter, the podcast. I'm Chanel Scott. And I am Josh Powell. <laughs> we have an amazing guest today, guys. We have Miss Alexia Adams. Welcome. Thank you. Big Lex in this <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, Bigger than the mayor, but I'm trying to tell you. You're crazy. You're crazy. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> so, Alexia, let's start off by first just telling the viewers, who are you? Ooh, it's, it's, it's a loaded question. Um, my name's Alexia Adams. They call me Big Lex, the biggest. Um, I played professional basketball six years overseas. I'm retired now. I do player development for the Hawks. I have a podcast called The Reality Table. I also do the radios every Thursday with Big Bank. So it's the Big Bank Radio. And now we have a podcast. I'm real active in the community. I have my own detox juice, Alexia's Drink to Shrink. Oh, it's some other stuff, too. Um, that That's I a lot. But you know yeah. what? You didn't mention one thing. You know, I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm about to zone in. Okay. So you did the show Put a Ring on It. Yep. Right? Did put a ring on it. So I, I want to know, was your participation on that show inspired by real life events? Like, were you really looking? Well, I, you had to be in a relationship, correct? And you was trying to decipher whether you wanted to put a ring on it. Well... Long story short, um, me and that person dealt with each other in college and we were in and out, off and on, whatever. But we decided to do the show together. We had rekindled something. So we thought um, and we did the show. So what was the outcome? The outcome was the man sleeping. um, He he slept with a girl on the show uh, on me. So I left him on the show. So he did that in real life? He he did that in real life. And he didn't think it was going to get out. What ended up happening was... They had a closure date. They had never did a closure date before. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out why they had a closure date. And apparently she had already told production, this is what happened. He ghosted her. So they wanted to make sure, you know, mm-hmm. you get your closure. So that's when she put it out there. Wow. Yeah. And so. so how did that make you feel? <laughs> I left him. I was mad for real. I was mad for a minute. And then... um. I ended up leaving him and, you know, it's been almost two years now since mm-hmm. the show. Um, he he constantly reaches out. I mean, we run into each other. We're around each other sometimes. But, mm-hmm. you know, he even in front of our friends that apologized and wow, it just ain't no coming Major back. Major violation, yeah. right? After, on national television, bro? That's the, that's the embarrassment part. Exactly. You knew we were going to be filmed. Exactly. You know, so. That's wow. where respect went out the window with that guy. So. That's right. Absolutely. So you're yeah. currently in a relationship. Let's clean this up. You're currently <laughs> in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, I was dating throughout my dating process. I took my time to date. Um, but now the guy I'm in a relationship with, his name's Rashawn Parker. Oh, she's we, dropping names. Yeah, I'll give him his name. Uh, <laughs> he, We ended up, to be honest, he played with my brother in high school okay. at McEachern. Uh-huh. And we've always been in touch throughout the years. We've, you know, dealt with each other in high school. Tried to, you know, we liked each other. I was overseas and mm-hmm. it was just a time where, you know, he came to me and I said, shit, why not? Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think with me, I don't like to try to find somebody new. Mm-hmm. I tried it, you know, like recently, last year I tried it. Okay. That went it. 
Talk about that though. That uh-huh. process. Because <laughs> oh, the process. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> he know. He know. He know. <laughs> he know. <laughs> he know? Mm-hmm. Who is it? It don't matter, but who is it, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> It don't matter. (laughs) So talk about that process of trying to date someone new that you, you know, you didn't know. Like, what was the difficulty in that? Uh, To be honest, it wasn't too difficult. Um, I had just did the show. Okay. So it was a lot of people DMing me. It was a lot of guys approaching me. This particular person DMed me. And we met up, you know, a couple times started, obviously started dating. Mm -hmm. But because of who he is, I didn't, I couldn't. Oh, you can. I, okay, I, I I know all I need to know about that. <laughs> yeah, just like more so on the lines of, you know, people know him. So okay. it's like, I don't trust that. And there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, I have a lot of professional athlete friends yeah. and yeah. artists and stuff like that. But I think that sometimes people get caught up in who mm-hmm. they are used mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. or still am or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it just didn't sit well with me. Um, but he obviously knew I was on the show. He actually watched the show. Wow. So when he saw... You know, saw me on social media. He he reached out. So, so I have a um, <clears throat> I have a question because I know you talked about like the embarrassment, right? Yeah. And typically, most people, you know, they don't have the public, you know, embarrassment of things like that playing out on, you know, a, a platform like that. Mm-hmm. What um what were some of the things that you did to like heal? You know what I mean during that time before you actually started to kind of get back out there, or did you? start immediately like dating or mm, entertaining I was embarrassed I was embarrassed um I could walk around Atlanta people could point pinpoint me and not to say that <clears throat> they were pinpointing me because oh she got cheated on but oh that's the girl from put a ring on it he slept on her but more so like in a sense pinpointing like they were kind of empowered in the sense that mm-hmm. I left him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but for me, the person going through it, I felt embarrassed. Right. But the way everything revealed itself on the show um, and then the reunion happened, people really pinpointed me like, oh, good for you. You left You left him. Good job. Like you got a lot of support. I got a lot right. of support. Yeah. And with that support came a lot of opportunities. Okay. Um, I ended up going to a, what was it? It was Andre Risen's book signing. Okay. I was invited to it. And then the the guy who is doing the movie for him recognized me from the show. Hey, we about to get him back. We want you in the movie. And I thought he was just talking. Mm-hmm. Gave me some lines, did the movie, had a role. All because I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> all because I was embarrassed. So, I mean, I had a lot of opportunities come from that. I had a lot of people who really went through, maybe not say that, but mm-hmm. something similar to it. Yeah. Reached out to me. Um, you know, what are you doing to heal? How are you? First thing I kind of did was eat. I was eating a lot. I probably picked up 20 pounds. Really? Um, and that ain't how that ain't how big Lex looks. So right. uh, <laughs> once I picked up the weight, one of my friends hit me. I was like, uh, Lex, I need you to come to the gym. <laughs> then I started That's going to the gym. Yeah. And then I started going to the mountain every Sunday. And then I lost 20 pounds. And then I started... Like I want to, and it was, it was more so of me in a sense trying to get, get back. Yeah. You know what? I'm about to show this fool what he lost. Yeah. So I was up here, you know, probably writing in my journal. I don't never write. Right. Writing in my journal, uh, being more active, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, uh, working out. Mm-hmm. Then I started getting more involved in my community. 
I started wanting to do whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to see you gonna see this face yeah. again. And I mean, that those were the first steps. But honestly, calling everybody, calling all my friends, Josh know I call everybody. Hey, I got an issue. I need your help, I need your advice, you mm-hmm. know. So So when you talked about what real I didn't mean to cut you off, but the the get back, I think is an important thing. Because <laughs> so many men yeah. and women, right? Yeah. Probably can be can relate to that and being in that mindset. Mm-hmm. What what does the get back do for you, if anything? Did it do anything? Yeah, because the get back, it depends on how you use the get back. So mm-hmm. some women... Talk about that. Yeah, some, some women are nasty. Well, my question, which goes into what, what you just asked, is yeah. did she personalize it? And clearly you personalize. It was an offense to you. Right. And I want to know, I want the answer to his question, but I want to know why. Because a lot of times we feel, and it goes like what he's asking about the get back is because it made her feel a type of way. And I mean, from a woman's standpoint, I understand why, but I want to hear you articulate like how it made you feel and why. So that other people who are listening, maybe we can learn from it and maybe take a different route the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, the get back looks like two ways for me. Some women use the get back nasty mm-hmm. you know they might go slash your tire or something like that mm-hmm. I don't use it like that so my get back was at first it started like you know I'm a I'm a show this dude mm-hmm. not even understanding what I meant by that I didn't even understand what I was gonna do so did you how did you feel in I was moment? just upset I was mm-hmm. I was calling anybody that had a phone did I you, was just did it make bitten. you feel like less than did it make you feel did you feel like you had to compare yourself to the other person nah I think for me it made me feel and I'm gonna just keep saying it embarrassed because I don't never come out in public with a dude Mm -hmm. if I come out in public with a dude everybody know Mm -hmm. I don't I don't care who I date now but I don't never come out too much with who I'm with so the fact that I did that and you embarrassed me yeah I have a I have a little way about myself too I'm like oh you you about to see Lex Mm -hmm. so it started with losing weight Mm-hmm. Once I saw that people were gravitated towards me mm-hmm. from the show, then started getting people from losing weight. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I got a little, I got a little, you know, a little. I still got I it. Got little, yeah. I got a little, I got a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Following, oh, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. so then I just started being more active. And then I realized the get back turned from me trying to get back at him to me just wanting to be a better person mm-hmm. and then not, go through or know the red flags mm-hmm. when dealing with other guys because mm-hmm. I saw him. I just chose to believe what he told me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So he would tell me, oh, I'm going, I got to handle this, go out of town, but he probably wasn't going out of town. Mm-hmm. You know, and I believed it because I don't have no reason to investigate it. Right. You right. know, so I think that the show really helped me because it showed me that I'm green when it comes to guys um, because I always take their word. Mm-hmm. If you tell me, hey, I'm going to the gym, I ain't got no reason to question it. Right. Okay, you going to the gym? I'm at work. You know, I don't have no reason to question it. But now I saw the level, because you got to remember on the show, when he went on his dates, I wasn't with him. Right. When I went on my dates, he wasn't with me. And then those cameras that were still playing when they were on their dates, mm-hmm. I didn't know he said that stuff. I didn't know that girl was riding in my truck. But I you know, know none of that. I want to say, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. Your opinion is your opinion of yourself when you say green, but I just feel like you were secure. Like you didn't feel no, the need. Green. You was you was green. I was green because when I play it back, I seen them. I okay. seen the red flags. Okay, but I chose to believe that you know he wouldn't do me like that. Okay, you so, know. So yeah, I was green. No, that's that's great points. But when we get back, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love doing this. When we get back, mm-hmm. we want to talk about, because you spoke about being a better person and mm-hmm. how things shifted for you. So when we get back, Relationships Matter, the podcast. Relationships Welcome back to Relationships Matter, the podcast. So before we get back to our guest, Miss Big Lex, guys, I want to encourage you all to go and like, subscribe, and share on all your favorite podcast platforms. So Josh, before we went to break, what were you asking Miss Big Lex, Alexia Adams? <laughs> the biggest. The biggest. <laughs> That's right. Well, I was, uh, because, you know, she mentioned how she transitioned the energy from I'm going to show him, I'm going to prove to him to like, no, I'm going to work on me and be a better person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's extremely powerful, especially Mm -hmm. coming off of a breakup because there's so many emotions. And obviously, again, with what you experienced, Mm -hmm. that's a lot different than most people. I think uh, the number one thing that helped me was the people I kept around me. Um even before going to the gym, like they would call me, come to the crib, pull up, go meet, something like that. And they were just kind of giving me encouraging words. And this is way before the episodes dropped. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you know, and mind you, I didn't tell them everything. I just told them what he did. So at this point, we hadn't even filmed the reunion. So I was just still embarrassed like this fool. I didn't know how it was going to be transpired on television. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whole process, it took a minute, but... It started with just talking to people. It started with just, you know, I can't believe it. It's like going to bed, crying, boom. Um, And then, like I said, one day, whichever day that was, I woke up, um, started calling some of my friends who I I knew would just listen. And then they started giving me their feedback. Like, you just don't know who you are. How many people your age, you know, don't have kids? How many people got their own stuff together? How many people, like, know who you are first before you start questioning this person who obviously didn't know you or didn't respect you or to the sense of uh, it was a blessing in disguise. Have you forgiven him? Yeah. I don't care about that because I wouldn't be with who I am today and the person I'm with today. Have you forgiven yourself? For what? (laughs) For the decision. Sometimes people, real talk, sometimes people can be very heavy and hard on themselves because like you mentioned, right? I saw the red flags, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I, I relate to that. I can think of plenty of times where there's been, you know, a homeboy, maybe a family member or somebody I was dating or dealing with. I saw what I saw, but I just, mm-hmm. you know, kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, it, and, and it, it, it happened. So that's that's why I was asking, because mm-hmm. some people can be really hard and heavy on themselves. Like, man, I can't believe like it's stupid. Like they just be real negative. You feel me? But, but that's me today. That's me today. I, um, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So re- regardless if it's a boyfriend or a friend, I'm going to just be green because I always say they wouldn't do that to me. Mm-hmm. So I believe in the Zodiac signs. I don't care what nobody say. Libras are always trying to find balance and it's because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, you said, have I forgiven myself? Um, I don't know if I've forgiven myself or didn't forgive myself. I think that I had to go through that. Yeah. Um, I think if I didn't go through that, I won't, I wouldn't have forgave myself. I guess mm. that's the best way to say it. Because for a long time I was like, how did how how I let that happen? How did I even mm-hmm. put myself in a position to go on TV with him? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, how did that happen? But 
Yeah, I, I guess you could say I forgave myself. What is the that happen part? Um, him cheating on me on national television. That's you. Because I would have never thought that of anything to happen. I would have never thought he would have did that. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like that's on you? No, Something I just feel did? like that okay. was the person I chose. So it's so it still goes back to me. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. The 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 way you look at it, that's fair. But there are there are some people who might say that was they did that because of me. That that's why I wanted the clarity. You know what I mean? Oh heck no! Nah. Okay. If somebody, you know, at the end of the day, people do what they're gonna do anyway. Absolutely. And I would let somebody do what they rather do, or so I would let them do what they want to do because that's what they would rather do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if there was no cameras, he was gonna do that anyway. If he came to you about his desires. What would that look like? Um, he's came back, you know, came to me trying to fix stuff, trying to date again. I was like, oh, that's out the pocket. Um, trying to be friends, I don't really see that. Um, I mean, I don't have no issue with him, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be around him. We see each other. Hey, how you doing? We've seen each other plenty of places. I don't know. That would perpetuate the... Because say if they were friends and they were hanging out and people going to be like, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. No, they, they, that's what they do. That's what they do. And they, they'll look at me crazy. And be like, how could you even be over here by him? Yeah. Oh, it's embarrassing. Like, we could really never be in the same space. Yeah. And if we are, as soon as people see us together, mm-hmm. they're like, they'll probably take a picture like, oh, I thought she can't stand him. I thought he can't stand her. They're right here by each other. That's every day. So if it wasn't for... <laughs> Listen to him. The camera. <laughs> the camera. <laughs> even if there were no cameras, mm-hmm. it's, it can be embarrassing to people to be heartbroken or to be done a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not here to, by right. any means, but a lot of people won't feel what you felt. They right. won't know that because people are viewing and you're getting that, you know, people are supporting because they're gravitating and they're like, oh, so people won't know. So that's why I asked, like, if there were no cameras, would that be something that's different? I think if there were no cameras, it would still be an issue because okay. my friends would know what he did. Okay. And the only difference is everybody else wouldn't know. So it'd probably be more, it'd probably be easier to, to easy. I mean, I forgive him, but it'd probably be easier to be around him. To be around him, yeah. gotcha. But <clears throat> now, and, and especially because, you know, YouTube is very big. Um, right after the show, he did a lot of nonsense going on YouTube, you know, just talking bad about me. Um, and that's where it went left again. You know, bringing his mama in it, like, blah, blah, blah. What was his motive for doing that, though? Because he wanted people to feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make it seem as if we just planned all this. And he wanted people to feel sorry for him, like, oh, I really didn't cheat. Oh, okay. Whatever you got to tell people to make yourself feel better now, that's fine. But you wow. knew what you were doing, so. So what is different now between that experience? I'm not even worried about the television part of it, but mm-hmm. just that experience versus your current relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I definitely want to transition into transition, yeah. the 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 positive of it because, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's going through a breakup. They're going to watch this. They're going to mm-hmm. see how did Alexia overcome, mm-hmm. you know, her hurt, her pain. You know, that's why I wanted to transition to kind of see, like, what was that process? Obviously, you said it was somebody that you already knew, but yet and still, people can change, right, over mm-hmm. time. But... Mm-hmm. What did that look like for you? You know what I mean? So he played basketball with my brother. Mm-hmm. I played on the girls team. We went to McEachern High School. That's cute. <laughs> he, um, We always liked each other. He was married, went through a divorce, married, went through a divorce. 
twice. got kids twice. Okay. Um, but when I went through that whole thing on the show, what makes me replay it back is the person who always checked up on me was him. Gotcha. And then when stuff on YouTube start, you know, posting, it would be him in the comments like, y'all don't know her. Y'all know what y'all talking about. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and then he would call. How are you? Boom, boom. Just want to check up on you where you at the house. Pull up to the house. Boom, boom. Um, but now we fast forward. And so now we're we're June of last year. Mm-hmm. He reaches back out again. I'm going through a divorce. Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, I hear this all the time. Don't hear from him no more. Call me back in November. Told you I was going through a divorce. Went through it. Where you at? I said, I'm at the house. I'm pulling up. And then we started, you know, dating or whatever. And then I told him my insecurities with him was the fact that he went ghost when he came back the first time. He explained to me that I had to get, I ain't want no mess. I ain't want to bring you no mess. And I knew that was probably jumping the gun. But I told you I was coming back for you. I don't care who you talk to. Boom, boom, boom. Um, we started dating. But the things he do, he checks in. He calls. He, even when I'm not thinking or if I'm going through something, I don't know if he feel it, but then I get a text from him or a call. Where you at? Okay. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm at work. Next thing you know, I look up, you know, he bringing me lunch. Oh, just check out that about you, boom, boom. Like people's done that before, but not to the extent that he do it. He'll drive all the way from Decatur or wherever side of town he's working because he's a public adjuster. So he's, what you doing? What you need? I come home. We had moved in together. I come home, rub my feet. You know what? You ain't doing nothing. Just sit down, cook me food, everything. He was intentional. He was intentional. Beyond. And when we get back. (laughs) I want Lex to talk about how it feels to have a partner that serves. When we get Mm. back, relationships matter. The podcast. Welcome back to Relationships Better, the podcast. So, Lex, talk about what it's like to have a partner that serves. (sighs) Um, he's, he's great. Um, like I said, he got kids, he has four children. Um, and he, he's a worker. Um, my, my last relationship, he was felt like everything was given to him because of who he was. Um, this guy really goes in the streets and hustles. He's like I said, he's a public adjuster, but he, he goes to church on Sundays. My last relationship didn't. He's trying to get more into the Bible. His father's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when stuff starts going, because we're not perfect, when we start going, you know, wrong, you know, his dad always drop a scripture in our little group chat. You know, whatever y'all going through, because they know, you know, whatever y'all going through. a relationship with his dad in a group chat? They would know because he would call his daddy or I would call his daddy or, you know, okay. but we all, we're pretty tight knit. So it's more so them helping us filter things out and not just, you know, trying to push or judge someone. Like I was telling y'all, like, you don't want to win every battle. You want to pick your battle sometimes. And I think his dad is good with explaining that because he's married and he was in the military. He was an athlete like both of us. So mm-hmm. it's a different perspective when you're talking to somebody who kind of is in your footsteps or was in your footsteps. They're just older. Mm-hmm. And I'm more prone to listen to them because they'll tell me what they did. No, you ain't got to put your neck on him legs all the time. He's trying, <laughs> you know, and then he'll come at me. I'm trying. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like you found the one. He the one. How do you know he's the one? Because he the one. But what? God, he told me. 
Huh? <laughs> Did she say? You know the song. God, no, God. God is. God is. That what she said? Yeah, he got a song called The One. Oh, practically though, like what about him? What characteristics? Is there someone watching? I'm listening. Uh huh. How to identify when you have met the one? When you go to bed smiling, when you wake up going to work, when somebody texts you good morning every day, not saying that you have to get those text messages, but he clearly knows my love language. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that's very important. So words of affirmation. Um, he knows a physical touch, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he just certain things he'll say. And I'm like, hey, how you knew that? He was like, I, I watch you when you don't think I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. It's certain dialogues he used and it could be all game. But it's a great game to me. I'm in this oh, game. I like so. that kind of game because he sounds yeah. intentional about yeah, he's, you. Yeah, he's very... It looks nice. Can't, that, <laughs> can't take that away from him. You know, red skin. So, uh, <laughs> good hair. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you... Um, <laughs> do you... Uh, you speak really highly of him. Uh, so, salute for that. Do you do those types of things back or is his love language different? Mm, he'll tell me I don't do none of it. But now nah, he told me um, when we fight, it's, you know, it's all negative. But when it's positive, he'll say, I remember two days I woke up and he was like, thank you. He whispered my ear, thank you. I said, for what? He's like, Lex, I ain't worked out since college. Mm-hmm. You know, I had got him going to the gym, got him going to yoga. Um and he said he just ain't been this happy in a long time. He said, he, he said honestly, he'd been in love with me since high school. That's what he told me. So I think that for me, my I think I show love to him differently. I don't do all that he does. And not, that's what I'm working on more because mm-hmm. he had a you know conversation with me. He's like, I don't feel like you appreciate me. And I never knew this. And I said, well, damn, how not? What what I need to do? And, and at first, when I first heard him say it, I'm like, man, you just talking because I'm talking about something else, arguing mm-hmm. about something else. But I think for the first time I listened to him and I'm taking heat into what he's saying because I would take my lunch breaks, go have lunch with my coworkers. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, you're 15 minutes up the street. Why you don't never have lunch with me? Why don't you never bring lunch to me? He's brought I me like lunch before. I like but I never, you know, the, the thing here is communication mm-hmm. because he was never telling me none of this until yeah. I get mad about something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, your feelings are valid. I wish they just wouldn't come out right now right. because I'm mad about what I'm mad about. But then that's one of those things where I had to lose that battle that I'm mad about um, and just listen to what he was saying, because Mm -hmm. then, you know, we're building and working on that. Mm -hmm. So I need to be more intentional with the things I do. And I complain a lot about uh, my friends being supportive of me. I'm like, man, they don't show up to this. Like the the ones I want to show up. Mm -hmm. But when I realized I've taken advantage of him because he's there every time. You know, not even thinking that because that's my partner, like, Mm -hmm. you know, but I really took advantage of him because I should be doing that for him with his job, Mm -hmm. whatever he needs me to do. Mm -hmm. And it didn't it probably took for that argument to happen for me to realize, damn, all this. He was like, you putting all your energy in these friends. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I care about you. Mm -hmm. They can be gone tomorrow. And I never I've heard it before, but now I received it like, okay, I got you. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do, what we need to what I need to do. Yeah. So that's just where we at right now. No, that's amazing. I got a um, real good question because uh, being in this relationship with him, and obviously you said you you feel like y'all are on that level and page of marriage and all of these things. So not only have you or will you be taking on the role as a wife, but you will also be taking on the role as a mother. So I wanted to ask you, right? <laughs> 
what does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that we're talking about this particular relationship, but this is a part of him. And you've stepped into this role with children mm-hmm. involved. You know what I mean? So what has that dynamic been like for you? You know what I mean? Play. I think uh, with kids, <laughs> his kids in particular, like we had a whole family meeting and he told them, I didn't expect him to say it, but he was like, you know, I'm not looking for Lex to be a stepmom. Y'all basically grown. <laughs> That's what he told them. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did tell me that he still wants one more kid. And I told him after that whole situation, just throughout the years, like, I don't see too many of my friends that are still with their their parents, you know, their first kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a baby mama. I told him my issues with that and why I felt that way. And he was like, well, I'm telling you, I want one more kid. And I want it with somebody I actually love, someone I actually care about. I love my children, but I was always in these situations like this first time I'm happy. This is what he's saying. So yeah. I think, honestly, I didn't tell myself a long time that I ain't want no more kids and I, or I don't want any kids. <laughs> Like, I got kids, but I got kids now. (laughs) But I don't want no kids. But he's probably the first person that made me think, like, right now I'll have a kid with them. Um, As far as his children now, like, they they don't do too much. They don't complain. They're easy, easy going. They remind me of us when we were kids, just wanting to do something. So I think that's simple for me because I watch everybody else's kids anyway. Mm -hmm. Basketball camp, stuff like that. So they kind of, we just all kind of blend in. And his other two kids, they're in Arkansas. So, you know, he's working on trying to get them or trying to bring them down. You know what I don't want to miss on is you said that he's happy now. And he was in two marriages, correct? Mm-hmm. Two marriages and a baby mom. And it's it's crazy because I think that a lot of people have this perception that people who, even if they're in a marriage, that they're in this place and it's like, oh, you know, because a lot of people compare. They're like, oh, well, I want what you got. And it's easy for you to say X, Y, and Z or move the way that you're moving because you got what you got. But I think that when you really peel back the layers of a person or the relationship, it's a lot of unhappy people out here. Yeah. And it's a lot, a lot of people of, trying to stick stuff out. It's a lot of people trying to force a situation because they want it to look a certain way mm-hmm. or because of social media and all of that. So... You know, I thought that, you know, I just wanted to make that point real quick. What do you suggest those people do? Exit stage, Lil. Even if they're married? Even if you're married. And let me tell you why I agree with him. Um, I agree. I just wanted to hear him say it. My my guy, like I said, he was married twice. The three kids that he had by the first lady, the, the first young lady, she, he wasn't even married to her. Mm. Um, He was married to the last two. But mm, okay. I looked at myself because I know he wants to get married. As but damn, maybe third time's a charm. And I noticed with the friends that I'm around, this is their third marriage. Wow. Most of them it's their third marriage. So it's not that it has to be you can't have loved your first two wives or something like that, but maybe it is third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you gotta go through stuff to learn stuff from other people to meet the right person. And not saying those weren't the right people, but there was a disconnect somewhere. Yeah. I and think- it takes a bigger person to leave someone than to, than to stay with them. Mm-hmm. You know. I always tell these people, you know, people think my parents are married. My parents ain't married. My parents ain't never been married. My parents probably had a ring. My mom had a ring at one point. I don't know where it's at. My brother probably pawned it. But her, your mom and dad are together, though. And yeah. not married? I mean, they're not married, but they're. that's why I use them as an example. They've been together since they were 15. But they're together as a couple. And they live under the same house. Okay. They're in the same house. Um, well, however you want to define that. But <laughs> the reason I say that about them is... 
they love each other enough that they don't want to go nowhere else. Okay. You get what I'm saying? They might not be married. They're like, man, we common law. We ain't better waste no money. <laughs> you know, like, wow. you know, they don't, it's not that big for them. Yeah. Like, but I've seen, you know, people, my parents separate, mm-hmm. like seen it and seen what it did to us. Mm-hmm. And then when they came back together, we were more solid. Mm-hmm. But again, like my boyfriend, his parents had separated and they he grew up in different households, you know, so... He was never really raised by one of them. Mm-hmm. He was always moving around. Mm-hmm. So he told me like that played a big part of, you know, how, why he believes in what he believes in today. Okay. So. When we get back, <laughs> <laughs> we will discuss more about Big Lex and her relationship on Relationships <laughs> Matter, the podcast. Relationships Matter. Welcome back to Relationships Matter, the podcast. So, Lex, (laughs) we've talked about your current relationship, a previous relationship. What I like to find out from you is up until this point, what have been some of the more challenging or the more relational challenges that you've experienced prior to getting into your current relationship? Like if you had to surmise all of your relationships over time, like what are some of the more challenging ones? Um, I think, and people don't get it, but I think just dating in Atlanta. I think it's difficult. I think it's difficult <laughs> to date in Atlanta. It's absolutely. Um, I really think that because everybody want to be somebody in Atlanta. Yeah, everybody want to be outside. Everybody want all the girls, all the guys. Whatever. Multiple dating. Multiple dating, and I think a lot of times people aren't honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think me personally, I'm a blessing to have the friends I have because I know everybody. So you do some stuff outside, it's going to get back to me 10 times. Mm -hmm. Um, So just don't be outside. But no, (laughs) um, I just think it's hard to date in Atlanta. I think that for me, I never really had to date in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I was always in something when I was overseas. So when my friends would complain about dating, I was like, man, this guy, boom, 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 this is what happened. Then I actually came home and experienced, I said, boy, it ain't nothing out here because this is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with multiple men who claim they're monogamous and they might not be. They might be into polygamy. You're dealing with guys who want to say they're, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, DL? Yeah, well, not say they're DL, but they on the DL. They on the DL. So they dating a guy somewhere. <laughs> and then you, you're dealing with just the guys, the masses, the ones who want all the girls. Yes, the men who date. Sheila, Jackie, Kim. The one who's selling these dreams. I said they need to stop selling these dreams. Cool with it or you ain't. Yeah. Which goes to my point of it was was just so people I felt like were trying to date me because I was on the show or I feel like people try to date me because I'm a men's coach in the summer for a lot of the pros. They want to be around these guys. feel like people try to date me because they want to be around somebody else. The guys want to be around the guys. Basically, like, what do you call them? Uh, Groupies. And not saying necessarily, but not necessarily male groupies. Maybe like, let's use Josh for an example. He's an ex-professional basketball player. Used to play for the Lakers, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to get close with him or trying to get close with some of my other friends. But I mean, a dude though. Girls too. Okay. We talk about girls too. Some girls want to be cool with me because they know I'm around all the guys. Okay. You know, that makes sense. I don't know if it's genuine or if it's not (laughs) because they're always like, well, who all going? So, so to that point. Yeah. Because that's a great point. Yeah. How do you choose the people that are allowed to come into your space? I watch them. Okay. And I'll go through stuff. I might my eyes hurt? Yeah. I might go through stuff. I might, I've witnessed it myself to where 
I've hung around people, you know, new people trying to come around. And then I'll see what their angle is. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with that one. And it's just a process because you really never know. Mm-hmm. So I try to filter out. And that's what made me, you know, say to myself, man, if this dating out in Atlanta, when Buddy came back, was like, where you at? I was welcoming him back, <laughs> you know, because I never really had too many issues with him. Right. And I would rather proceed and try to figure that out than and know his situation mm-hmm. than to figure out someone who I don't know nothing about. And then some stuff come out because everybody I've talked to in this whole dating process they would tell me these things, but then stuff would come out. Then more stuff would come out. Right. No. And that's that's a great point. Um, social media. To, to, social to that media. point you just made, though, have your friends been more beneficial as far as helping you kind of weed through your dating phase? Or have that, has that been something that's that's hurt you? I, because we... We we all have had people that went home, girl, homeboy, where we like, hey, you know, let me know. Because you might be missing something. We 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 got feelings for this person. Mm-hmm. We're just in the mix. We don't see what other people can see from afar. And that's why I asked, because I think this is important, too. Like, mm-hmm. from my opinion and my perspective, I think it's amazing to have solid people in your life. Right. Because sometimes when you trip and fall and bump your head, you need somebody that's going to, like, tug on you and say, look, man, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Or... Hey, bro, you tripping. You, you know what I'm saying? You got a good person right there, like tighten up. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to ask. You know what I mean? That's an important, important point to get up. I'm starting to learn it go both ways. Yeah. Um, and you got to really pay attention. When you're taking advice from someone who's single, they single for a reason. And that's hurt me. And I'm saying that because that's hurt me in my relationships, listening to what they might have thought. That gets in my ear, and I'm thinking this on my partner, and that ain't even the case. Mm. But when I get advice from someone who's in a relationship or married, it's a whole different advice. It's a whole, it's something I would have never thought of. And then nine times out of ten, that's what's going on. So sometimes I think, are my friends giving me bad advice on purpose because they want me to stay single? Or are they giving me bad advice because, or good, good advice good because they're overprotective of me? That's so it goes like this. Mm-hmm. But I now take advice from people who are in a relationship. I don't care about what your opinion is. And I'll take advice from someone who's experienced. But I'm not about to take advice from somebody who's probably one or two years younger than me, ain't been through what nothing of what I've been through, and not to judge them, but I'm just personally not about I'm to waste I'm glad you clarified time. that, too. Yeah. yeah. That's important, too. Yeah, not to judge them because I've done it, mm-hmm. and every time I've taken that type of advice, it goes left, mm-hmm. and it goes in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So, no, and then it depends on what type of advice you're getting from them. If I'm getting relationship advice, I go to certain people. If I'm getting business advice, I'm definitely going to these people. If I'm just getting friendship advice, I'm going to my friends. Mm-hmm. But relationship, you got to really know who you're talking to because everybody ain't everybody. Sometimes, let's just keep it real. Mm-hmm. I've witnessed guys give me bad advice because they don't want me to be with that person. Mm-hmm. They want to talk to me. I don't find that out till later. I've witnessed guys give me good advice and know the person, but don't want to tell me the truth. And I'd be like, just don't give me no advice then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're not going to point me in the right direction and you don't want to be a tattleteller, then just don't give me no advice. I'd rather you not just just stay all the way out of it. I know. You better not have them homies come for you because you're giving out some secrets now. I'm not giving out no secrets. You know, I- a lot of, you know, a lot of these dudes be trying to act like they 100. Boy, they be plotting. I feel to- like some do be plotting. And I feel like... That's what I was going to say. You, you typically can discern... Mm-hmm. No, no, you can't design. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But like I said, I'm very particular. I mean, I, Josh, I tell you, I used to be that person called the first five people on my phone. 
and just ask for advice because I need to talk to somebody. Whoever mm-hmm. gonna pick up? You know what I mean? I think I still do that, but I I, I call certain people. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, and if I just randomly decide to call somebody that I'm cool with, I'll call them just to hear their perspective. I think I just want to hear people's perspectives. Because I was gonna ask you, do you actually take their advice or do you just? Because you know we'll ask someone for advice, but we ultimately do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you know I think saying? we all just want to hear someone's pr- perspective. <laughs> perspective, yeah, and then filter that. I might get three ideas from you, two from him, and somehow mm-hmm. come up with a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but I don't all the time just go with what I think mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. every time I went with what I thought, I was it goes left anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just ask this person what they think or what could be another. And there's somewhere in the middle where I found that I've got a different perspective that I never thought of. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Maybe I was supposed to ask around because I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because I'll give you an example. I'll give you the best example. My dude did something just aggravates me, right? Um, and then I came across Instagram. And Instagram, there was a reel where this guy, you probably know what I'm talking about. He said he was married like 18, 19 years or something like that. And he had three or four bad years with his wife. He said, I'll take them three or four bad years before I, I not take the win. It was something like that. I think I see. So that's when I started listening to what, you know, my dude's dad was like, take your foot off his neck sometimes because mm-hmm. he's doing everything else. Mm-hmm. We all can't be perfect. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to lose this battle then. And <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. But but also, don't, but still pay attention to the things that make you tick. Because this is someone who you're considering spending the rest mm-hmm. of your life with. So that's important. Like, can I live with this? Like, right. really, uh, aside from what y'all talking about, mm-hmm. you got to be real with you and be like, can I live with this Depending for the rest of on my life? Because I might can live with it with them. I can't, might not can't live with it with, with them. the next person. Right. But if it's the right person, you're going you're gonna to deal with people's stuff anyway. True. So I think what I'm dealing with with him is minute compared to what I was dealing with with these other guys. Okay. Which was blatantly just being disrespected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and when I say it like that, again, it's because it was on national television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what nobody thinks. Everybody don't get a chance to be on TV. And when you get an opportunity to be on television, to come out embarrassed. Exactly. It, it's, just, it's a different feeling. Right. Right. Well, we will have more from Alexia when we get back. Big legs. <laughs> Welcome back to Relationships Matter, the podcast. So, Big Lex. The biggest. <laughs> the biggest. <laughs> Let's talk about love languages. Mm-hmm. What are your love languages? What is your love language? Uh, physical touch, words of affirmation. My dude said all of them. He said I'm all of them. Okay. Um, gifts. I would say those would be my main three. How important are they to you? It's not that they're so important, but I'm starting to learn that my partner's love languages aren't aren't the same as mine. Mm-hmm. So. When you start showing how you feel like you should be loved to them, you know, if you don't know what their love language is, it's going to be a conflict because they want to be loved a a different type of way. Mm -hmm. Like I was giving you an example. Um, My dude, I never knew he got mad about certain things, you know, until he brought it up when I get mad. He was like, well, how come you can't bring me lunch? You know, boom, 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 because he do it for me. And I I never paid attention to that. He does that for me because I like it, but also because that's what he would like. So I had to start oh. dissecting. I thought he just was already out. 
And I never paid attention that he really would come across America to bring me lunch or whatever it is he did that day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's very important to learn and to know your partner's uh, love language. And if you don't, you need to start trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Because when you start loving them a different type of way, they might find resentment or they might go get it from someone else. Right. So if you show them that, you're good. How important is it to have that conversation, Josh? I feel like it's um I feel like it's extremely important. Um I feel like a lot of relationships people are loving their partners or mm-hmm. significant others the way that they want to love them, right. the way that they would like to be loved. Mm-hmm. I do feel that there could be a balance. But ultimately, you know, you want to show up for a person the way that you know is special for them. You know what I mean? And and just listening to you, you know, throughout this time, you know, I think that it's, it's beautiful that you and him communicate the way that you do. You know, you, you both acknowledge that your work's in pro- uh, progress. Um, but at the same time, y'all are both willing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just being able to, you know, when he said, hey, like, I bought you, you know, I'm, I'm doing lunch for you. You know, why you don't do that for me? You know, some people or most, you know, people in that situation be like, bro, like, I ain't, I ain't doing that or, or whatever they might say. But you was like, you know what? Nah, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. So to acknowledge, you know, your person's feelings, I don't feel a lot of times people do that in relationships, especially in the midst of conflict or some type of disagreement. A lot of times it's like me, 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 me. But I will say of, that <clears throat> what you just said in the midst of disagreements. Oh, mm-hmm. it was two disagreements, big disagreements before I acknowledged mm-hmm. and understood what he was saying because gotcha. I was thinking he was using which is still part of defense mechanism but I felt like he was deflecting like we need to address this first right. boom boom and then finally like I said I, I was like F it you know F what I'm mad at right now what mm-hmm. are you saying that's and that big. took that took a week to happen yeah, and me knowing big. me I try to fight everything mm-hmm. so then I was like you know what it's about you today. Okay, what you want? What What am I doing wrong? Or what do you need from me? Because this whole time he's been saying it. But I never heard it because he says it when I get mad about what I'm mad about. Well, why does he do that, though? I still think that's deflecting. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Because I, I feel like you're, you definitely are entitled to your feelings. Mm-hmm. But it's all about placement, too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like his placement with his feelings when he's telling me is, is just out of order. Right. And it takes me to be the bigger person to scale back and be like, you know what? Okay, you're right. Like instead of him just naturally doing it when everything is smooth mm-hmm. and calm, right? It's like it comes up in discussion when it's like y'all are doing this. You already be when she already, already have it. It's like yeah. playing ping pong. So she has an an issue or something that she wants to address, and then rather than him hear her out, he'll say, "Well, you didn't do this either." Yep. And then he'll go back to his feelings. And that's what I've been dealing with. He'll go back to his feelings. So for me, it's frustrating Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm not heard. Right. You know, because I'm the one who has the issue. Right. And now your issues are coming up in this whole time. I never knew. How would I have known? You've never said anything before. Right. You know, but now they're coming up when I have my issues. So Mm -hmm. what I'm learning right this moment is. Let me just be quiet. Mm -hmm. Let me address. Let me be the bigger person. Let me address his issue first. And let's see if we can come back around to mine. Because I was going to say, if your issues don't get addressed, you're going to develop resentment over time. Mm, I, not with this particular issue. I think it's going to be more so it's going to have to be some type of compromise with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't want to do this, let's figure out how we're going to compromise with it. Because there could be compromise mm-hmm. with it. Or it could be whatever. But I think 
for me, right this second, acknowledging his feelings is more important mm-hmm. because he's spoken up finally, even if it was the wrong placement. Yeah. And that's what I'm learning right now. Like, you know what? Let's just address how he's feeling because he always addressed how I feel, mm-hmm. even though it'd be in weird ways. But OK, let's address how you feeling. I'm going to work on it. Mm-hmm. And then once I work on it, I'll come back around. I'm going to come back to what I have an issue with. Yeah, I'm just saying it will wear you out over time. If that yeah. continues to happen, then you will. You'll be like, OK. I don't even care how you feel. That's over time. If mm-hmm. it continues to happen, if it's a repeated pattern, because mm-hmm. it's like I always got to put my feelings on the back burner to address yours because you're deflecting. But I think in this situation, for most of the time, it's always him putting my feelings before him. OK, but this issue that I have, okay. he really is like trying to deflect it. <laughs> so, OK, I'll play that game. Mm-hmm. Let's. Let's let's handle your issues. Let's handle your problem with me first, because mm-hmm. I'm still coming back around with my issue. And right. what? How do we resolve that? That and I'll never do that for nobody. Mm-hmm. I um, I always got to take the time to to give my salutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People be on my head, but I I want to salute you because you know what I mean. I I know you extremely well, and um from a relational standpoint, watching everything that you endured, you know, from a national stage or platform into how things have shifted um, from the entrepreneur slash businesswoman that you are, woman, family member, friend, all of that, you know what I mean? Just keep doing the things that you're doing, you know. Um, Definitely appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, to come pull up on us, you know what I mean, <laughs> and um, share. But I want to, I want to, I want to finish on a different note. And I think it's important to hear your perspective because you are around so many men mm. that are in the industry or a part of the industry or athletes, whatever you want to, like you know successful, just different type of men that you're around, that you're cool with, you know, you have your relationships with. But speak to the men and give your perspective on what you feel the men should do in the dating phase based off of your experiences, um, based off of what you learned, based off of conversations that you've had. I think mm-hmm. this is a cool little moment to kind of do this a role reversal. I think it's important that we hear from, you know, women as well. I think that I've been blessed to get the cheat code. Like I was talking earlier, the cheat code, because I'm in an environment where I play pro ball. A lot of women stopped playing. I was training with the guys. That's how I built these relationships. Now basketball is over for all of us. And we're, I'm still in touch with these guys. And I meet people through other people and Rappers want to be singers and artists and basketball players and basketball players want to be vice versa. So I think that's where the networking starts. Um, I think it's difficult and it takes a strong person to date me because I'm around so many men because guys I've dated in my past, they don't like it. They feel like I got to be doing something. But anybody that knows Lex know like, man, y'all got to know that's Lex. You know, like she out here moving and grooving. She out here working on something. And my dude definitely understands that. I think what the world needs when it comes from the men that are dating women, you got to take a step back. Social media has very much deaded the real dating. You know, um, 
you don't know if people are really going on dates mm-hmm. for dinners, free dinners, and want to mm-hmm. take a picture of their food. Mm-hmm. You don't know if if guys really like you or if they like how you look or what you bought on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think we just need to take a step back. Stop sending Ubers to go pick up women. Go pick up the girl. Um, stop just going to all these expensive places. Go take a walk in the park. Go do something something that you can remember. Go to the movies on a Friday night. Something that you, whatever you used to do in high school, do it as an adult and do it with that person. Um, because these Ubers getting old, I can Uber for myself. Um, you could be sending an Uber her, take her home, send an Uber to pick somebody else up. But you got to go back to square one because we all have to agree that it's different dating now than it was probably 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I was more excited to date someone, whereas too many dating sites out. And I feel like now so many dating sites because you're trying to just find somebody. Everybody you feel like might have been dragged or ran through or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever word you want to use. But I think it starts back with the basics, picking the girl up, taking her home, opening the car door, um, listening to her, put the phones down sometimes. Maybe just take a couple hours at the day where we're not touching our phones like mm-hmm. or being on social media because that's a big problem. It's a lot of it's a lot of error with social media. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of temptation out there, you know, and I think if you're going to be in a healthy relationship, I hate to say this. I hate to say it. I don't think nobody believes in this, but I didn't believe in passwords or sharing locations until I got with this guy. He believes in sharing location. It's not that he don't trust you. What if something happens? What if something happens? And Something happens, you got to know where you at. What What if? I've seen it firsthand. You know, so I'm big on, okay, well, now you need, you can have it. I don't care. I ain't got nothing to hide. I'll leave my phone open. But he ain't going to go through my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that he has it and vice versa. I mean, we spoke on it. He's never going through my privacy. But what if something happens? Right. You know, I can't get through your phone. He got bad asthma, so he takes breathing treatments every day. His kids take breathing treatments. So again, someone's upbringing. They never really had phones back then with their upbringing. So now you have access to things. I think it's more so being transparent and you're not going to find too many transparent people who's going to tell you the truth. You're not going to find too many people that are that are going to be honest and telling you, you know, it's just you or whatever you believe in, you know. But I think I found my match right here. All right. Y'all heard it here, man. (laughs) Fellas, make sure y'all listening up. You know what I'm saying? It's good to get both sides. Lex, again, thank you Mm -hmm. for blessing us with your presence. Definitely a beautiful conversation, Mm -hmm. gaining uh, a lot of different perspectives, I know for myself. So Mm -hmm. um, a lot of reminders, confirmation, but at the same time, learned a few things. So thank you. We hope to see you again soon. Yeah. At the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But We appreciate y'all for another episode. Relationships Matter, the podcast. Relationships Matter.